Welcome back. Welcome back to Cookies and Milk. <laughs> that always makes me giggle. Bedtime stories with Monica. I guess I could just drop the Matthews, right? Bedtime stories with Monica. So, I want to go over a devotional this evening that uh, popped up on my uh, popped up on my Bible app. And I, you know, anytime I look at an app, I always wonder, hmm, who's aggregating information? But I'm going to leave you alone about that tonight because you're trying to relax. Hopefully you are exhaling from the day. I have friends who have just had the worst day ever. I um, struggled with a real reality pill today in a business endeavor and a partnership and it was not an easy pill to swallow Um, but you know what reality sometimes is not very kind but it's always better to know with whom it is you are dealing and with what it's always better to know It, it usually sucks temporarily because you're just like, whoa, didn't see that coming or maybe you did, but you didn't want it to be true. You know how that works. But yeah, it's just been a been one of those days, but you know, I had someone really defend my honor today and believe it or not, a lot of you defend me online, but, but this, this person really went to bat for me because something was just not right about the situation. And um, that meant so much to me. Have you ever had someone just stand up for you? Like right there next to you, not, you know, not hearsay, you know, you don't hear about it out. Hey, man, you're not going to believe so-and-so stood up for you with this group of blah, blah, blahs gossiping about you. No, but like in real time, like when you're when you're there and you're in the heat of it and, and, and you've just been thrown under the bus and someone puts on their cape and rises to the occasion for you. There's really nothing sweeter than that. that can restore your faith in mankind. Not that we're supposed to put our trust in man, for sure, but I think what it does for me is it restores my faith in God, in mankind. Right? That's probably a more sober and mature way of looking at it. That it restores my faith that God dwells within people. And so when someone shows up to defend my honor, I see God in that moment because that's what he does for us on a minute-to-minute basis in the heavenlies. It says that our accuser goes before him day and night and accuses us day and night before the throne of God. Can you imagine? Guess what Monica did? Guess what else she said? And then she did this, and then she did it again. 
And remember, she she repented the other day, and here she is again. I mean, oh, and then I caught her doing this, and then she didn't think he saw that, but we did. And, and then you know what she said? Oh, my goodness. That's what the devil does to us, too. Our creator, our father, day and night. But we have an advocate. Love it. We have a defense attorney in the skies. And I love that. So that's what today reminded me of. I had a real life in real time defense. Someone who just called something that wasn't right out for what it was in my honor. And I can honestly say nothing sweeter has been done for me in a very long time that compares to that. There's nothing like a brother who will take the weight off of your shoulders. I think that's why the word tells us to carry one another's burdens because some days your cross gets so heavy. And most people are not very good at asking or telling people the truth. You know, you know how it is. Hey, how you doing? Oh, God, God blessed and highly favored. <laughs> Whatever that static response is. Whatever the proper religious response is. I mean, how many of us legitimately go, well, I don't know. My life kind of sucks right now, but hey, thanks for asking. You know, but I'm good and I'm going to be good. But it's pretty hard, to be honest with you. You know, how many of you have, you know, have dealt with suicide, so, su- suicidal thoughts? Right? You're just like, what's the point? And I always, 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 always encourage you, please call a suicide hotline and talk with someone. Just talk. Let them know that you're thinking about that. Do not sit there and stew and struggle and suffer by yourself. Do not. But my goodness, you know, I mean, if people really knew what other people struggle with, they would never ask. <laughs> they would never ask again, how you doing? <laughs> you know, well, I don't know. I've thought about driving off a cliff at least, at least four times this week. How are you? We're good. Other than that, we're doing good. We are blessed and highly favored. You know, I've thought about, you know, having an affair with the secretary, but I really, I love my wife. I'm just really struggling with that. Could you pray for me? I mean, can you imagine if people were legitimately honest about the the flesh struggles that they have? I mean, just picture this. You walk into the church foyer and someone's like, Brother Paul, how you doing? You know, good to see you, man. Hadn't seen you in a while. You doing all right? Oh, yeah, you know. I'm really struggling with, you know, not getting up between three and four and, and going to the little OnlyFans sugar baby that I support that no one knows about. Um, you know, I'm just not, I don't even know how to break this addiction. Can we talk about that? So, uh, yeah, man, all right. Yeah, sure. Got, got, got. Can you imagine the backstroke that would occur right there in the foyer of the church? We are not equipped to carry each other's burdens. And you know why? Because we don't go to Jesus with them. We And we know we're not equipped, which is why we backpedal like hell. We're just like, I was kind of hoping you weren't. And then what do we do? We host a gossip sit-in in the name of prayer, right? Susie. You're not going to believe what Paul just told me in the foyer. He just told me that he's 
part of an OnlyFans. What is OnlyFans? And then your 12-year-old hears you, and they're like, oh, well, Dad, here's here's my OnlyFans page. I mean, it just goes on and on. So for those of you who don't know what OnlyFans is, I totally trust that you will know by tomorrow, no later than 9 a.m., if not tonight before you go to sleep. A lot of nefarious things happen on that. It's like a really gross version of what is it? What was that? What was that thing called? Um, Oh gosh, it's still here. It's not that old, but it's where people like buy and sell and, uh, and, and trade things. It's not, it's not whatever trader that's, it's not LinkedIn. Oh gosh, it's right at the tip of my tongue. Anyway, (laughs) it's one of those. It's what it, it's what took the place of the classifieds. Okay, I just dated myself. So, at any rate, we are so ill-equipped, and we're even ill-equipped to deal with our own crap, which is what I love about this devotional that I'm about to read. Okay, it's in a little devotional called "Relaxing with God." This is a very good devotional for those of you that are just super high strung on performance where your faith is concerned. And believe me, I have been steeped in that myself, which is obviously why I am a subscriber of the Relaxing with God series. Okay. And I always, 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 always encourage you to whatever scriptures are in here, uh, you go and you read them and you cross-reference them for yourself. You don't take anyone's word for it. That way you don't get caught up in somebody's, you know, the the slippery grace slope. You know what I'm talking about. The people, well, God understands. You know, that's the grace ministry of today. Or it's like, well, it's okay. God accepts everybody exactly as they are. And because we're just, we're ill-equipped to, to be able to look at someone and say, hey, man, you know, your porn addiction in the middle of the nights is probably going to end up costing you in the way of your wife feeling like she's being cheated on, it's, it's going to cause issues. It's going to cause a breakdown. So, you know, let me walk with you in that and let's pray, take it before the fathers or, you know, let, let's kind of dive into that. And do you need an accountability partner? You know, if you feel like getting online, call my ugly butt. You know, it, it, I mean, if dudes would do that more for other dudes, I, I think we could solve the problems and, and bring Christ into the equation. But people hide in their shame. And they try to carry stuff on their own. So in this devotional, it's called The Freedom of Grace. Oh, I love this. All right, here we go. We are dead to the law. We are not under the law. We are not supervised by the law. Christ is the end of the law for us. Our guide is the Holy Spirit. For, and I quote Galatians 5 and 18, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law, end quote. This verse is not about salvation. No, it's about what is leading and guiding our behavior. We are led by God's Spirit, not the law. The law is not the source, and the law is not the goal. Knowing Jesus is our source for upright living. 
and knowing Jesus is our ultimate goal, too. Some Christian teachers claim that now that we have the Holy Spirit living within us, he will help us keep the law, but nothing could be further from the truth. The righteous standards of the law have already been, quote, fully met by Christ Jesus, Romans 8, 3-4. So we don't need to meet them. In short, God is not helping us avoid pork chops or shrimp cocktail. And God is not helping us stay work-free on the Sabbath, one of the ten, either. Yes, God causes us to bear the fruit of his Spirit, but the law is not the source, and the law is not the goal. Recall that many Christians in the early church were Gentiles and thus had never heard of Moses and had no idea what those 613 law requirements even were. They were only concerned with bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Jesus Christ was their source, and knowing him and his fruit was their goal. It should be the same for us today. Let's face it. Those who claim we are free from the ceremonial law, but are still guided by the moral law, want Jesus for his blood, but not for his life. Still, no matter what they might say, the fact remains, we are led by the Spirit, not the law. Galatians five, eighteen. I love that. We are led by the Spirit and not the law. For those of us who were raised in a generation of performance, of rules, there's nothing wrong with having boundaries and rules. are very important. But the grace sometimes was missing in, in that generation. Then comes a generation of time-outers, right? Where our, my generation was out picking switches. But then you have the time-out generation, and we see the end result of, of bouts of, of, of time out. Or everything is discussed. Everything is a matter of equity and equality in your paternal uh, and maternal relationships with your children. It is absolute disorder and insanity. My daughter is, in fact, my sister in Christ with me. But she's still... My daughter, I'm not her buddy, buddy, and she's about to be 25. I am not her bestie. I'm not her equal. I am her equal in Christ, but I'm also her mother in Christ and in the natural. And God knows that because he writes about the importance of, matter of fact, it's the first commandment with a promise attached to it to honor your mother and father so that it will go well with you and you will dwell in the land of the living for many days. So your life will be long and it will go well with you. You will be blessed whenever you honor your mother and your father. So there's a hierarchy there. God acknowledges mothers and fathers as not equals with their children. Equal in creation, yes, as created beings, joint heirs along with Christ Jesus, yes. But there is a hierarchy there for a reason. Because parents are held to a standard of protection and 
instruction and correction in accordance with God's grace. And with God's grace comes God's correction. And his spirit is totally capable of correcting us. Which is why when people try to correct me online, um, you will see me bite back. Because I have not given you permission to speak into my life on that level because you don't know me. So I don't receive your mainly vicious correction where it's just very caustic and I recognize it for what it is. It's very religious in nature. There's no grace. There's no mercy. Um, I don't tolerate that because I don't do that to others unless you are in a position of church leadership and I expect you to know better and you are leading your flock over a cliff. That is something that bothers me. If you're keeping people in bondage, that bothers me, especially from a place of authority. And so I never call people to my fleshy stuff. And I have plenty of it, but I have some that really gets under the skin of some people online. And that's okay. But I am attempting to walk after the Spirit, and I will not allow someone to be my Holy Spirit. That is not the same as seeking advice and and counsel, godly counsel. But ultimately, that counsel, where there's safety in the multitude of counsel, the word says, that counsel, more often than not, serves as confirmation of something that God has already shared with me intimately. So I want to encourage you tonight as you drift off to sleep, again, to just allow the day to just wash off of you. Take an account of your day if there's anyone that you need to forgive, beginning in your own heart, your own mirror, that you would do so. Maybe it's God. I don't know. Maybe you've been believing for something that has yet to come to pass and it's been decades and there's just some barnacles growing up over over your heart. Just confess that. Ask God to help you with it. He will. He's faithful. Maybe you're losing heart just because of the country and the way the country's going. Lay that down too tonight. Maybe you do get up at three in the morning and you're logging on to things that other people in your life would be very hurt and feel betrayed by. You know, maybe before you go to sleep, you ask that God would come and guard your sleep and your heart and that Jesus would deliver you from those addictions. But start with confession. It, you know, these, these things are not the unforgivable sins, but they are snares. And God does not want you living in a snare or going to bed in one. So it's a good time as you're laying down to just collapse into God's arms and give it to him. And be grateful. Go to sleep with a light heart, not a heavy heart. Just be grateful for who you are. For who God is creating you to be every day. You know, my daughter and her husband have this thing that they do where at the end of every day, they look at each other and name one thing they're grateful for about the other person. 
And I want to encourage you to do that tonight. What is one thing that you can thank God for about you? What about you are you really grateful for? I'm, I've got my own things that I'm grateful for about me. And it warms my heart because I was created in the image and the likeness of God. And believe me, I spent enough time in my life trying to walk after that law to tell me who I was and who I wasn't to kick my butt. And God's like, I'm not really here to kick your butt. I'm here to be in fellowship with you, to correct you when you need it, to instruct you, to love you, to guide you, to feed you, to water you, to comfort you, to protect you, to defend you. All of those beautiful things to provide for you. That's who God is, to take you from glory to glory. So as you rest this evening, I pray that you will go from glory to glory in your sleep. You'll wake up tomorrow refreshed, ready to rock a new day, knowing that God's mercies are new every single day. Amen. I love you guys. Sleep well. I don't know if I'll be back tomorrow evening. Going to serve my mama dinner tomorrow evening. So I'm getting here later on in the evening. I will come chat with you guys. We'll see. All right. I love you. Have a great day tomorrow. Have a great day. Be kind to yourself. Good night.